What's up, everybody? This is LDSG Ghost, and I'm your host for the LDS Gamers Podcast. This is episode, I think, 23. And uh, tonight we're joined by Martin Luther Bling, Vader Van Oden. Hello. All the way from New Zealand. Thank you for joining. And a special guest tonight, a hard games night. What's up, LDSG? How's it going? <laughs> Thanks for jumping on with us, man. No we problem. have a night filled with 2020 gaming chat. Yeah, yeah. Um, thank you, Hard Games Night, for joining us tonight. Uh, I just wanted to, to take a bit to let you introduce yourself. Um, tell us how you found LDS Gamers. And All right, awesome. Yeah, so Hard Games Night. Uh, face to the uh, Paul McCartney profile picture <laughs> that you guys <laughs> see on there. Um, I, can't, I can't even remember how I found that. Um, <laughs> I remember actually I got the the name quick little intro with that when I was in high school I could not think I'm so bad with gamer names and I <laughs> could not think of a name that was like me cuz like you know Vader Van Oden you've got like a super cool name it's got meaning behind it <laughs> and I don't know about ghost and bling stories but like I just love it when I see a gamer's name uh, that has some kind of little inside joke that's only relevant to them or other people or things like that. And I'm like, man, what could I do with me? And in high school, I loved the Beatles. Um, in fact, I have a, a little USB Apple that ha- that the core has all of their um, UK albums in it. And it's oh, got boy. MP3, FLAC. It's even got a um, a little uh, video player so you can watch some documentaries. So I loved, loved the Beatles. That's and cool. One day, the dots connected when I was listening to A Hard Day's Night. I was like, A Hard Game's Night. So I've ran with it ever since. Tango. <laughs> Clever. Now, so. I like it. So that's where the name comes from, at least. But as far as finding LDSG, getting started in gaming, what I like to play. Um, I'm pr- so the, the story's a little hazy on how I found LDSG. I'm pretty sure I first found or even heard about it when I was playing Forza Horizon 3. And they have that whole clubs feature. Yeah, and so yeah, I was yeah. like, let's see if there's like an LDS gaming community. Like, what the heck? And so I just like, um, I found this LDS gamers club on Xbox. I'm like, that's cool. And then, you know, of course, Googled it and then found the website. Now, admittedly, so that's like, I've known about it since like 2016, admittedly. Ah, like, nice. that's just a long time I've known about it. But at the time, I wasn't like a super big Discord user. So I was a little shy about jumping on online chat room or whatnot, getting to know people. And while I trusted, it was pretty dope. I was like, ah, I don't know, a little shy. Should I really go for it? <laughs> and then um, this last August, uh, built the Darth Ryzen over here. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm just going to finally jump in, just say hi, what's up. And legit within like less than a minute, of on there icarus welcomes me into the server <laughs> and then um moth cat is like welcome to the club and then uh the pharaoh's like how's it going welcome to ldsg and i was like oh my gosh it's like going into a new ward this is this is I'm awesome old. this really <laughs> is an lds gaming server it's like when you're visiting a ward out of town this is awesome so instantly felt welcomed right at home so again special shout out to moth cat and pharaoh for being so welcoming and like literally you first few guys were like literally part of the reason I actually am so active because I was like, wow, this is a really cool community. They genuinely like having new people come in. This is awesome. I'm I'm in a good place. We have a nice so, welcoming committee. 
Yeah, totally. <laughs> Apparently, though, I missed out on the memes. Apparently, they used to be welcoming memes, and I, I missed mm-hmm. out on that. So, um, although if Caden wants to throw me a welcome meme, yeah, I won't. Oh, he's him, got but. a few. He's got a few stored up. <laughs> so that's how I found LDSG, and then lastly, how I got into gaming. That's a much quicker story. Um, I remember when I was five years old, my dad got us an N64. Um, ah. It was for Christmas, and um, I don't remember which the chicken or the egg is in this scenario, but what my first video game I ever played was either Mario Kart 64 for the Nintendo 64 or Star Wars X-Wing on uh, Windows ah. 95. It was one of those two. I can't remember because I was five years old when I first played both of them. And oh my <laughs> that was just my life. I was like, that's it. There we go. This that, is that's it. it. This is so. Me. So the games I grew up on were like Ocarina of Time, Mario Kart 64, Donkey Kong 64, Pokemon Snap's actually partially the reason I'm into photography and I'm a photographer. Oh, cool. Yeah, that helped stoke that desire and get interest in photography. And um, and then I also on the PC did Star Wars X-Wing and MechWarrior 2, which I sorely miss. I, I would love a read <laughs> that game. That was so good. OG MechWarrior. Yeah. So yeah, that's my, there's my story. LDSG story. Gotten well, that's awesome. Story. Well, we're glad you're here, man. You've yeah. definitely brought um, bright light into the server, so we appreciate that. Um, man, so no, let's thank get you in. for that sub. Oh, we got subs. Oh, I wasn't paying attention. Where's the air horn? <laughs> yeah. Um, someone was asking if you had Voda headphones on. I do. I do have the or, no V Moda. My bad. V-Moda. Yeah, I do have V Moda headphones on right now. Um, they're the V Moda wireless, but uh, I got them wired into the Yeti mic, so I can. Ah, uh, mic right now. Yes. Yeah. Who was right. asking? Uh, I think it was Wormo. Nice. Wormo, yeah. those oh, he's well. got them too. Nice. Yeah, I love them. They they're incredible. Absolutely incredible. I've been wanting to get them for a while, and when I saw that they went on sale during Christmas, I was like, oh, finally, I'll finally pick up a pair. So yeah, they're yes. awesome. Great. I uh, I picked up a pair of Bose seven hundreds for Christmas. And I'm I'm too afraid to like use them. <laughs> like I bought them, and they sit in this this case. They're pristine. I've used them once. <laughs> Waste of purchase. Well, one thing that's anyway. awesome about these V Modas is I have a friend who's got a, a laser etcher, and ah. um, I haven't decided if I'm going to use um, some spare chrome ones or if I'm going to use my gunmetal ones. But I want to get the Icarus logo. Oh, that would be sick on the ear cups. Be awesome. so oh, you said man. you can work with aluminum, and these are aluminum. So, oh, that's cool. Stay tuned for yeah, yeah. Pull some picks. That's oh, awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right, so let's get right into what we've been up to lately. It's been a while. I always say that, uh, but it has. Gaming wise, I'll just start real briefly because I have nothing to report. Actually, I take that back. Okay, so life's been a little crazy. Okay, we've got five kids. I feel like this time of year they're always sick. I wish it was summer like it is in New Zealand, but it's not. It's winter here. Um, and uh, so we've been in and out of the ER a few times. Kids have been homesick from school. Like last night, we got three hours of sleep. So if I fall asleep during this, that's why. Um, yeah, just life's been crazy. I got called into the bishopric and in our new ward, and things have just been, I've had no time for anything <laughs> anymore. So. And kids, they just, they're like dementors. They just suck your soul. Dementors. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> so, yeah, things have been a little crazy. But I have gamed a little bit. I bought a Game Boy Color, and I've been playing Pokemon Red. <laughs> <laughs> Not even kidding. <laughs> I've been playing Pokemon Red. But I'll just, I'll, I'll let's go right to you guys. You guys probably have more interesting things to talk about. 
Uh, Bling, what have you been up to? Uh, so FIFA as always. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, you? I, I play FIFA sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes, yeah, yeah. sometimes. He says the the sad thing is I I actually thought I genuinely had a problem, um, because I went and looked at my hours played in FIFA twenty, and it was like. I can't remember what the number was, but I did the math and it was like 12 hours a day. And I, what I realized was if you have the launcher window open, it counts as having the game running. And so oh, I would just geez. like leave that, like I'd close the game, but the little launcher window was still up. And so it would look like I was playing the game for like 50 hours straight. You're such a hacker. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I looked at that and I was like, "Do I need to like go to rehab or something?" <laughs> but yeah, I figured it was. I figured out it was counting the hours with the. Um. But yeah, I, I think yeah, I think I think since rehab. Yeah, my <laughs> wa- my wife portal. would have checked me into rehab. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because my wife would have cut that out. I had the chance. Um. <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, I also, since the last podcast, I got a Nintendo Switch, so Ooh, I've been nice. having a lot of fun with that. Um, I I got uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 for Christmas, and yeah. I've been having fun playing that game. I played the original on the GameCube back in the day, um, so yeah, uh, that that's a fun game. Um, I've very recently started playing Rocket League again. I was having a really weird issue where um, I was other dropping people were frames. Winning all the time. Yeah, other people oh, were sorry. winning, and uh, the game's <laughs> broken. Uh, <laughs> no, so it, it was just like I have a RTX twenty eighty, which should be capable of running the game, but I just get these these random frame drops to like oh. eight or ten FPS, and it was driving me nuts, and I just stopped playing. Um, but I switched <laughs> the game from full screen to windowed borderless. And it seems like that fixed it. So I, I don't know is why. Is that a common? Is that a common issue? I feel like I I've know. heard that someone else um, saying that. I, I think Mister Chubbs said he he's had a similar issue. So I'll have oh, to okay. see if if Wait. that fixes it for him. Um, right. But yeah, I, I played a couple hours today and didn't have any frame drops. So uh, I, I may be getting back into that. Um, and I've just been watching a lot of Twitch lately. A lot of other streamers. Um, Mr. Nice Guy's streaming a good amount. Dr. Tech has started streaming again. Uh, Feral. Um, a lot of good streamers out there I've been hanging out with. Oh, and speaking of streaming, I got a new CPU. Uh, hand Crazy. Me down, hand me down from Ghost. <laughs> and, Ghost hand me down. Yeah. Uh, you, you gave me a very good deal on it. And I, I tried to pay it forward by giving uh, a good deal on my CPU that I sold uh, oh, to you? hidden. Oh, yeah, nice. You used to have a 2700 X. Yeah. Thing? I had the 2700 X and, uh, do, uh, 3900 X. Cause that, that wasn't enough for ghost. He had to get a 3950. I had to. I'm just I waiting for when he gets a thread ripper. <laughs> hey, as soon as it releases, man, on it. they're out. Or, or oh, they are out? You're, you're waiting for the 36 core. Is the 36 core out yet? I don't. I don't think it. Or thirty-two core, thirty-two core. Got sixteen thread. 
Get your yeah. bidding paddles ready at the SG. <laughs> they're they're he's, not as good. He's warming it up. <laughs> they're not as good for gaming, but they're insane yeah, for like streaming. And I think I might stick with the 39DX for a while. I would. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Nice, Vader. How's life down there, upside down in the upside down? Good. It's been busy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I Christmas Eve, I picked up a hive of bees, actual bees in the real world. Oh, I was like, what game is Hive of Bees? Is that Roblox? <laughs> there is a bee simulator game, actually. We haven't heard of that. Bought that. Since getting the oh, bees, did you? we bought that. <laughs> yeah. nice. And the kids have been playing that. I haven't had a chance to play the bee simulator game, but it's not a spoofy game. It's designed, the developer made it to educate people about how bees work. Oh, so it's like actually like a good game. Yeah, it's the graphics aren't the best one I've seen. I've done and the controls aren't perfect, but it seems like a cool game, and I want to get onto it. Um, but it's kind of cool that it's educational as well. Use as many uh, pesticides as possible is probably how you win. Uh, <laughs> no, there's too many dying already. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we got we got a beehive, and so I've been playing with that a lot over the over the last month. Uh, it's a lot of fun to kind of see them. It's fascinating creatures the way yeah, they do their thing. They go right to work. Yeah, and it's amazing how quick. I added a new box because we've got the hive, and you got boxes mm-hmm. with frames in. Add a new box on, and they within three days they filled in the honeycomb of six of the ten frames. Oh my gosh! So they were it's still empty, no honey, but they built the wax honeycomb right, right. shape. But in three days, it's insane. Yeah. Um, and it's just a small hive, so that's a lot of fun. And I look forward to playing Bee Simulator. Odin's really enjoying it, the game. If you know that is just nice. the coolest yeah. name for a kid ever. Odin, I just, yeah. I'm like, I, I'm sure Odin everyone's Martin. already said that, but I'm new, I, so I get to throw it out there. That is like the coolest name for a kid ever. It does usually catch people off guard. We were at um, Movie World in Brisbane or Gold Coast, Australia, a couple of years ago, and like we met all the superhero characters. It was like Joker. He was shaking kids' hands and stuff, and, and they we always ask, "What's your name?" And Odin's like, "Odin," and they're like, "What?" what <laughs> stop <laughs> and you just spent like five minutes with us talking to us oh and like ignored gosh. all of the other kids for like ages because <laughs> you just liked odin's name that's awesome. kind of cool so we do get special treatment when people find out um i've been playing dragon ball z kakarot anyone who knows me knows I, i'm a huge fan of goku and dragon ball z and yeah, dragon ball and, and dragon ball super uh and it's just real cool just to go through the story again and the thing i really like the best is that um, there's little side quests that tie into characters from Dragon Ball, the original series, that kind of just didn't uh, like come back in Dragon Ball Z. And so it's got, it's, it ties off a few stories and it continues some of like that, that connection with those characters around the world. And that's a real nice touch. Those little Easter eggs are really cool. Um, but the game's fun. I, I like Dragon Ball Z, so I'm a bit biased. <laughs> Um, and we talked about before the show, but yeah, uh, finished off Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. You're really loving it. It sounds like <laughs> it, it is a good game. It's just it's a star, it's a Dark Souls clone. I, I told Bling <laughs> I'd find a way to get Dark Souls in this podcast. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> and it's it's worn. The ring. It's the um and on the sleeve. Like it's very clear that they're taking direction from dark souls and the combat it's just not slick enough for me the combat and so it, it fell short in that regard but the story in the world's pretty cool like i would like to see more 
of the story like develop mm. and less of the running around and climbing. It's Dark Souls meets Uncharted, really. Oh, I've only played a couple minutes of it. I personally feel it's like Dark Souls meets Metroid Prime because like the world design and the map system was exactly like it. Um, but definitely Did not like the maps. Really, I, I personally I love the Prime series. I, just, so I thought the map was awesome, but I just didn't I get used it to it. Be. Yeah, it, it could be hard to get used to. I could see that it was hard to navigate at times. Yeah. Um, because and you can't use the map when you're like climbing and stuff or hanging from something, just kind of and underwater as well. And like, so you got like you're swimming across water and you got to get out to pick the map. It's <laughs> like, no, I map. just want to know, yeah. <laughs> and it's and it's kind of cool that it's the map's built into gameplay, like, there's actually a reason you have a cool map is because you've got a droid that's projecting it. So that part's cool, but the ah. fact you can't use it whenever you want is kind of stink. It's a video yeah. game. We know it's a video game, so but yeah, that's what I've been doing. Cool, been playing. Awesome, awesome. Night. What have you been up to? What have I been up to? Well, as far as games are concerned, I um, haven't been playing a ton of new games lately, but um, I have been playing uh, Link's Awakening. Slowly been working my way through that. I'm one of the OG players. I actually played it back on the Game Boy Color um when that was out and loved it i was actually it wasn't the first zelda game that i played but it was the first i finished and i i thought the story was really fantastic if if any of you haven't ever played it i won't spoil anything but um i love the story really love the zelda story in there and i personally am ecstatic with the remake the remake is absolutely fantastic in my opinion gorgeous um even better than I think the original, like I could, I mean, of course it was a little game boy, but I mean, um, I guess what I mean is not only does it deliver the same feelings I felt when I first played in the nineties, but um, gosh, that makes me feel so old saying that. (laughs) Um, But uh, not only does it make me feel the same things I did back then, uh, but it also adds to the experience, which I think is the true hallmark of an excellent read. It should, it should make the people who originally played it um, feel those same feelings, but then at the same time add to the experience and make it worth buying again, so to speak. So that's great. My, my only gripe with it is that the frame rates are not consistent. Um, and I don't know exactly what graphical thing or optimizing thing may have done that, but I do notice that the more grass I cut down, the faster the game seems to run. So I'm like, all right, Nintendo, like let's let's turn down the whatever the those grass, grass shaders are. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's turn down the wavy grass a little bit there. I would like a consistent <laughs> 60. It's it's sad that the Game Boy version had a more consistent frame rate. <laughs> 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 Jokes, of course. I understand being a little technical, but yeah. So yeah. great game though. Great game. Uh also too, I also did <clears throat> Fallen Order as some of you uh read my review. Uh, reviewed Fallen Order. I gave it an eight and a half out of ten. Um, I still stand by that, and uh, but I appreciate actually some of Vader's comments on. It. He pointed out how um, we were talking a little earlier before the podcast started about how Dark Souls they they draw a lot of combat uh, influences from Dark Souls, but the difference is you know the Jedi style is very like all over the place, and as he was saying, the hit boxes are super hard that predict compared to the souls games, which um, me having never played a souls game, I couldn't tell if I was just bad at that kind of game or if there is <laughs> something about the game design choice. And it sounds like it's a little more on like the actual 
design elements of the hitboxes and the timing. So it's a little rough, a little wonky that way. Um, I still heartily recommend it, though. Absolutely still recommend it uh, for the story alone. I will admit I'm biased. I love story. In <laughs> fact, if the game has a terrible story, there's a very good chance I won't buy it because uh, usually the games I play, if they're not racing games or multiplayer only, it's because I want to play a story. Big movie sure. guy. So, Did, uh, so yeah, that's what pushed me through it question for you did you want more to happen with the crew like you build up this crew throughout the game trying to keep it spoiler free but then like nothing happens with it like i was expecting that there would be more support from them in a mission but it felt that kind of that part of the story kind of dropped for me yeah i personally um i hope in the if they have another game in the series which i hope they do i hope that there will be more uh crew interactivity uh i for, for what I was expecting, um, I, I was cool with it. I was cool how the, the crew system worked and everything. I think one, I don't remember if I mentioned this in the review. I think I did. But uh, even though the story's pretty short, it felt longer than it actually was. Like when I finished the game and checked how much time I played, I was actually really surprised to see it was under 20 hours because uh, <clears> it felt more like 25, maybe 30, but around 25 at least. And so I think that's also a hallmark of a good story when you feel like you went through a lot more than you actually did. Um, So especially coming after the debacle that was Battlefront 2 by EA, like EA needed like a good game to like bring back everyone's graces. So um, I will say that if I had to choose between a short game that had like a really concise story, like just no fluff, just boom, boom, boom. Um, or like a fluffy story where they just like throw in all these elements to just pad out the length. I would much rather take the concise uh, yeah. end of it. And that's what I felt they did with the crew. The crew, it was an excellent introduction for the crew. We got to learn just enough backstory about um, the pilot and Sarah and um, I think that was her name. And I think, Again, spoiler-free, I think they left the game off um, in a, a good enough way that if they decide to do a sequel, that uh, they could probably build a little bit more on that. But as far as starting out a potential trilogy or however long the series of games are concerned, I think they did a good job of introducing that. Uh, Cal was really the focus in the trailer. And uh, for all the stuff that you know they messed up with the Souls kind of stuff and <laughs> diluting the Jedi power fantasy, because... You will get your butt kicked a lot. Um, <laughs> they did a just top-notch job of developing Cal's character. I Cal's like probably my favorite Star Wars character right now at this point. Like I really liked his character a lot. So, oh, speaking of uh, blog posts, do you want to give a little preview of what you're working on now? Oh yeah, totally. So um, a couple of the LG- LDSG members have heard so far, but. Right now I'm working on a blog post for the website and it's going to be on the, um, I haven't picked a number yet, but uh, the top um, dankest, freshest PC cases you can get for uh, less than a hundred dollars. Uh, trying to fit in with the younger crowd there. Dank, fresh, yeet. Can I say it's on yeet? On it's fleet? Oh, it's that? lit. It's lit, it's lit fam. fam. That's right. It's oh, lit no. fam. Um, <laughs> <sailed>. <laughs> but anywho, um, yeah, looking for some really, really nice PC cases for less than a hundred dollars. Uh, I've 
I know that not everyone's got a big budget for a case, or even if you do, you don't want to always spend a ton on a case, but you still want it to look good. So yeah. the, the working taglines like uh, best PC cases you can get for under a hundred dollars, make a statement to your friends, not your bank, you know, a little finance I, joke I in there. It. I got it. Um, and uh, right now, actually I've, I've been trolling through um, the pinned posts on PC and I've been doing a lot of PC part picker digging and, Hopefully, by the time this article is done, um, you know, hopefully I can get it done like by the end of next week. So I want to give a good review of each case, really read into the benefits and the draws, not just like, oh, this looks dope. Buy right. it. You know, I want to give you like some education on it too. Um, hopefully, instead of scrolling through literally hundreds of PC cases on PC Part Picker, this can give you a quick, like, oh, I like that and I can afford that. Right, right. So that's cool. I'm excited. Yeah. Cool. So right now I've got, I think it's. Anywhere between five and seven really cool cases. And um, there's a couple I found that are awesome too. They just go over 100. So I'll make a separate category for that for those of you who are willing to go above that. But yeah, we've got some good stuff right now. And it's coming along really nicely as far as the uh, case collections go. Cool. Awesome. I'm excited to see it. Um, so let's do a quick Discord community update. Um, sound effects. Yeah. Um, so we're up to like what thirty one hundred something people now in the Discord server. I would check, but rip all the webcam. <laughs> I'll do it. I think it's like thirty one, thirty one forty members. Three thousand one hundred forty nine members with an online with a currently online total of seven hundred and fifty nine people. Pizza party at thirty one fifty. Hey, I'll give pizza out to one person right now. Do we have like a chat thing that we can like, like give out stuff right now? Uh, uh, Are we set up for that? No, but oh, could be. What's stopping us? <laughs> um, <laughs> I could try to do cloud bot. Yeah, let's give pizza away. Let's give pizza away in the next few minutes here. Giveaways. Um, do it. Right. Who wants pizza? But it ships to New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'll order you pizza. Just tell me what you want. Add giveaway. <laughs> Marble race for pizza. pizza. Mandolin, we uh we gave away uh pizza when we hit three thousand. I think like four. How five long should ago. this be open? Giveaway. Oh, let's do five minutes. Five minutes. We'll we'll call a winner five minutes. Do forty bucks, Papa John's. Papa John's is always a safe bet. Must be a follower to win. Must be a follower to win. So follow. So if you haven't followed follow the channel, button. you better do it if you want some pizza. <laughs> I'll take a King DDD plushie. Is that is that what reference? What is that reference to? I'm too old for this. King uh, how do people enter? King DDD. That's a word, or is it just anyone that's in here? It's a little crab. Uh, he's oh, not crab, a turtle-looking thing, isn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I big, I knew who that was. I just didn't know that was big his hammer. Name. It basically is a giant penguin that walks around with a band hammer. Okay, try <laughs> try exclamation point giveaway. See if that works. Yeah, there That's it is. Penguin. There's the command from Streamlabs. Oh, hey, sweet exclamation point giveaway. We got right. we got Major Moose in. Pizza away tonight, boys. All right, exclamation point giveaway. You want pizza? 
open for five minutes. We'll give some more stuff away. This is fun. I like giving stuff away. <laughs> um, well, let's get into our uh, our tile discussion, which is gaming in 2020. What do we uh, what do we got? What do we got coming down the pipe? All right. So it, the in the very near future, we've got a, a couple game releases coming up. Uh, let me pull up. Okay. So, uh, first game on January 28th next week, we've got a game called Journey to the Savage Planet. Mm. Got a trailer up here. Um, so, like a interesting game. It's it's coming out on um, PS4, Xbox One, and the Epic Game Store, which everyone's a big. <laughs> Uh, so there's, it's some kind of co-op adventure game and sci-fi kind of thing. So that seems interesting. Um, so yeah, that, that exists and it comes out next week. And then the following week we've got, uh, the Dark Crystal Tactics game. Dark Crystal Age of Tactics. I think this is based on the Netflix series that uh are been running recently. Um Four Man Spore Man Sky. <laughs> uh yeah, so it's a it's a tactic strategy type game. Um probably not too dissimilar from like XCOM or Mario Rabbids, whatever. If you're into those kind of games, that's on pretty much every platform. PC, uh, Switch, Xbox, PS. So that comes out next week. Uh, so yeah, you can check that out. Well, it's turn-based? Vincent is the one person that wishes they would do more for. <laughs> the one person. <laughs> nice. Netflix tie-in, yeah. I, I think this is the first is this the first uh game from the Netflix game studio started? Oh Netflix started a game studio? How did yeah, I think no so? Idea. I could be wrong. I remember I, I remember hearing about it at pre last year. So I don't know, maybe we'll get like a little Stranger Things game. Uh, cool. So after that, um, yeah, those are the only impending game releases that I thought people would care about. Uh, so we'll talk about Animal Crossing. I think I think we've got a lot. When is Animal Crossing? Uh, March. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hopefully, we have another podcast between now and then. (laughs) Who knows? Who knows? (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. So yeah, we got Animal Crossing coming up. Um, you guys play Animal Crossing? I haven't played since the original one on GameCube. I've never played it. I played uh, some sort of version on mobile, but mm. uh, actually played the. I've given away two copies so far, but let me cares. See, I see a Zaruma. My buddy Zaruma's on the chat. Do you play Animal Crossing? I know 
uh, some people in our Smash group do, but um, yeah, who who here who here all plays Animal Crossing? Any any Animal Crossing players? There's got to be some. There's got to be. Oh, there's Limhai. Limhai is in here. What's up, Limhai? Good to see you, man. I have an AC stream up. Yeah, OGGC. Well done, Hans. Okay. Um, yeah, pocket games. The, the other Play game the coming up in March is Half-Life Alex, which mm. I'm excited for. Um, if for no other reason that Valve is actually working on a game, yeah. which it's been a while. <laughs> I don't think they've made a game since Portal 2, right? Wasn't that their last game, or am I wrong? I'm not sure. You might be right. It's been quite a while. I mean, they've been releasing things for, like, Dota, Mm -hmm. but basically just for microtransactions and stuff. So, yeah, it's cool that they're actually working on a new game. What is Valve? Well, they made this game called Half-Life. Uh, yeah, so they're working on Half-Life Alex. Um, it looks pretty cool. Uh, it looks a little spoopy. Very spoopy. <laughs> I, I don't know how I feel about a head crab jumping on my face in VR. I, I would, I would age <laughs> visibly if anyone were watching. I would, I would die. I would actually die in real life. That would games just like be this. too much. <laughs> but I yeah, it, spooky VR games. It looks pretty sweet. I may have to force my wife to play the scary bits. Just uh, watching that trailer just gives me chills. <laughs> but, yeah, it looks pretty cool. Um, you know, I, I'm glad to see, like, a real developer. Thank you for that sub, uh, Bludger. Um, but I, I'm glad to see, like, a real developer working on a vr game that's not just like uh you know halfway done port of a a different game like we have skyrim or doom vr which is just another game and like a bad version of the real thing they did mist or riven or whatever no abduction it was not good yeah, everything in this trailer here looks incredible. Like, and I, I would be terrified to play it. Probably won't. I don't even have a VR headset, but I'm very, very impressed with the quality of So we, we we recently got some more info about it. They said, scale-wise, it's about the same size as Half-Life. It's really cool. So it's like a full a full-size game. Seems like there's a lot to it. We haven't had a ton of huge worlds to explore in VR. Like, that, that's pretty oh, cool. Skyrim. Yeah, if if you <laughs> if you can actually play it <laughs> without throwing up. Yeah. <laughs> um. But so that's pretty cool. Uh. What What else did we find out? Um. It sounds like it's a lot of the same devs from um older Portal mm-hmm. and uh. Uh, games they consulted with um, one of the main writers uh, for Half-Life 2 um, make sure you know story stuff all checks out sounds like there's actually going to be uh, some voice acting in this game from the, the main character you're not playing as Gordon Freeman but that'll be kind of different 
of a main character that actually talks. Um, And it sounds like there will be options for people to play standing up or seated. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, they have have to offer options like that. Seems pretty cool. The people that are joining the VR bandwagon now. Right. Yeah, but it, it seems like um, a lot of VR hardware sold really well this last holiday. Yeah, and it really it's, did. It's largely because of this game. Um, you know, pre-orders for this game seem to be doing pretty well. Uh, yeah, Valve Index sold out, and this game doesn't even come out for another two months. Yeah. So people, are, it's which, getting hype uh, around VR, which. I, yeah. I think it's interesting. I mean, this is the most, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but the most expensive VR setup and it's sold out. Like Index? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's pricey. Um, the, the Quest, the Oculus Quest, you couldn't find during Christmas. Like <laughs> online, they were going for like seven, $800,000. Wow. Like it was nuts. And it's like a, you know, those are not, like, that's like, like double the price of what they would have been, but you couldn't find them anywhere. So wow. the demand, the demand for VR is definitely growing. I think a lot of us that were early adopters, um, we're kind of like, okay, yeah, VR is cool. You know, like myself personally, like I haven't been in VR in a while, but you know, I have no idea what kind of new games are out there because it was almost like everything was like an experience. You know, it was just like a like a mm-hmm. quick like few minutes, like oh hey look right. what we did. Like I mentioned earlier, like proof of concepts. You know, like hey look, yeah. for this the subway and and shoot these guys, and then it's the end. You know. And, there wasn't a lot of, once a lot of meat, a lot of storyline you could sink your teeth into, but I mean this game in particular, it's like a full blown game, mm-hmm. um, in VR. So I'm excited for what the future holds because it is it is truly an immersive experience, um, being in VR, feeling like you're actually there. I mean, yeah, you're gonna bump stuff in real world, like oh yeah, I'm in my basement or I'm in my bedroom or whatever. But when you're actually in the moment, like oh, like I have to shoot that person or they're they're gonna kill me, you know, like tricks your brain into thinking that these are real scenarios right yeah i played a bit of robo recall on uh, my brother-in-law's vr set yeah i was i loved it i just couldn't stop playing it i mean you know if you haven't played it before like when the robots are running at you you can actually like throw your gun at them Mm -hmm. and then reach out grab the robot and then huck it at the other robots and then pull a shotgun out and just one hand everything. And yeah. I was like, this is incredible. And yeah. I even did a space pirate trainer, which I don't, I haven't played the full game. I don't know how like in depth it is, but the space pirate trainer was fun too. Cause you have, have you these... played super hot in VR. I haven't. I have that not... one's that super one will make you feel great. like a really like powerful dude. <laughs> yeah. It's like, whoa, whoa, bam. Like it's just so intense. I've it's watched my brother well. play it on his PC, and I can imagine that would be an incredible yeah. experience. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Uh, question: Yeah, I, do, I have played VR. I've got the PlayStation VR. The Wemo asked, "I play VR." Oh yeah. He also said, "I played a lot of Animal Crossing on the GameCube." My sister and I would argue over who got to play it when we got home from school. <laughs> I played. Nice. I loved it. Look forward to playing it. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot of games. Like, what were your guys's like go-to games? Like, let's take a quick break. First of all, let's give away pizza because Paradox oh, is reminding yeah. us. Uh, <laughs> okay. <clears throat> give away pizza. What? While we're giving away pizza, I want to know what was like your go-to game in like middle school slash like beginning of high school. 
You guys are really bad at entering giveaways. People don't want pizza. <laughs> no one wants pizza. Only That's five. Fine. Only five people entered. Wow, those are some great odds, though. <laughs> one in five people will get pizza. Twenty percent chance. Great odds. Yeah. Uh, it's us four of them. <laughs> all right. Uh, should I pick a winner? Go for it. All right, I'm pressing the button. Who got pizza? Major Moose. Major oh. Moose has won the pizza. Congrats, man. Nice. Good good job on uh, typing exclamation point giveaway. <laughs> Being one of five people able to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, we don't have, we don't have middle school here in New Zealand. Our high school starts at age thirteen ish. Okay. So that's like eighth grade and for us. Yeah, so it's out. Yep, that's it. So it's, we call it we when I was a kid. Now it's called year nine. But when I was when I was at school, it was called third form. Oh, okay. We start a year before you guys. We start at five, right. not six. So All we're right. thirteen so years of school. So when you're like Deacon age. What were you coming home to play? Um, Final Fantasy Seven was probably my soon after that. Yep. I was about thirteen. Mm-hmm. That's two thousand. That's nineteen ninety seven. I think it came out. I'd have been thirteen. Wow. So yeah, Final Fantasy Seven. Would have been the game I played a lot of around then. It was uh, Fantasy Star Online. Thank you. Thanks for that sub, Keggity. Hey, Keggity. Long time no see, man. We've missed you. Appreciate the sub. Um, Yeah, Fantasy Star Online and uh, uh, Final Fantasy IX. Ones that I always came home to play. Oh, yep. So that was yeah, all the Final Fantasy through. Um I remember buying nine with cash. I worked on a movie and we were away from home and we got paid per diems just cash in the hand, but we were on set all day, so we didn't need to spend the money. So I came home with just like a bunch of cash and I just went <laughs> straight to the game store and bought Final Fantasy Nine. It was like the first time I felt like a high roller as a teenager. I was like, bam, yeah. hundred bucks. <laughs> I'm rich. <laughs> uh and nice. I yeah, I remember buying that. Yeah. What? I can't. I can't imagine what movie you would have been working on. Uh, that one idea. was Planet of the Apes. No, not Planet <laughs> of the Apes. Uh, the Lost World. It's not the Planet of the Apes one because it was a Lost World. Wait, one okay, that. hold up. It's... How many movies have you worked like been a part of in New Zealand? There. Uh, I only, I only knew of Lord of the Rings. Like I'm learning this for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the Lost. Yeah, the movie, uh, th- including Lord of the Rings trilogy, is four, five movies. That's including cool. the three trilogy, like the three, which was kind of one. So what was the one. fifth one? Uh, Avatar. And then huh. uh, The Lost World, which was a BBC film, was the one I was talking about. I was, a, I was an ape man. I can oh, see you fall. as an ape man. I know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can see him as a rock man. <laughs> as a rock man. <laughs> what, what's, his, what's the line? Cord, right now. yeah, <laughs> that's like, like, don't be intimidated. Oh, something like, are they gonna know. say piss off ghost? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was an ape man, so I had a full, like, hairy bodysuit and mask and stuff. Pretty nice. fun. That's Matt, I was just... asking, uh, what do you do with movies exactly? What I do with them, Watch yeah, them. what have you done in the in the films? What, what were you like? You were oh. an extra, right? Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Lord of the Rings, I was an orc most of the time. That's so cool. Um, but then I did one night as a human, and I get to see myself, which is pretty cool. And uh, the Return of the King. It's kind of white, like claim to fame. That's uh, like, can you like point out like timestamps, like where you're yeah, at? Yeah. So we can get this a screenshot. Yeah, we need a screenshot, man. We just every, the next every four couple hours of years, every couple yourself. years, I pull, I pull it out just because someone asks. <laughs> That's cool. Um, so yeah, so I can see myself in that. I'm really a lot younger. It's almost twenty years ago now. Heck. <sighs> Has it been? No. Yeah. Yeah. Are we getting old? <laughs> yeah, we are. I yes, started we when are. I was sixteen in two thousand and nineteen ninety nine. Two thousand is when I started. Okay. Yeah, so the year yeah, 2000 years ago. was 20 years ago. But 1980 <laughs> was also 20 years ago. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, the, the Lost World, which is a... It's based on Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's book, The Lost World. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it was a BBC film. It was just a TV. It was a two-part TV movie. It's actually not bad. And I was an ape man in that. And you can see I get shot in the bum. You get <laughs> shot in the bum. Yeah. there's right. like a quick shot of like we all get it i see myself a few times but um my de- my heroic death was well, not heroic i'm fleeing because the hunters away, come in and, shot and shoot me so, and i'm climbing through like a waterfall it's like a hole in a rock and i jump in the rock and cr- i'm crawling through there trying to get away and i, and I die so it looks real dumb because it's just my hairy bum uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. um and then avatar i did one day on that and that's when i gave up filming because i hated it uh james cameron is not very organized and it was painful and i kind of realized i don't want to spend hours and hours sitting doing nothing in my life uh i was a tuk-tuk driver it was cut from the main film but it's an extended i believe which i've never seen it's an earth it's an earth scene with the main character on earth sitting in a wheelchair and i drive in front of him in a little bike tuk-tuk thing Um, TV. I do a lot more TV stuff. You have a wiki. Like, can we look you up on Wikipedia? I'm not that. That's not IMDb. that. Uh, IMDb. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, it's not worth it. That's um, awesome. But anyone, this is a real like. See if you're a early 2000s kid, like 90s kid, is the um, oh, what's it called? TV show. I've just forgotten what the show. The Tribe was the TV show I did a lot on. Apparently, it was quite hmm. popular in Europe and America. Tribe, I can't remember. I haven't heard of it. Is that like the Did Monkey we... Tribe? And if it was early nineties, no, it it was all uh, adults die because of a virus, and only kids survive, and they split into tribes. Hmm. Oh, five seasons. Yeah, five I seasons can see myself a lot on that. It's hilarious. <laughs> Season four <laughs> is the one I did heaps in. <laughs> oh my. Cool. Yeah. Sorry. Look it up. Side notes. Yeah, that's cool. Well, All right. Where were we? Bling. Bling. What was your middle school game? Yeah. Or high school game? Is. Oh, man. You did not say FIFA. When did Halo come out? FIFA. <laughs> no, I, I didn't get into FIFA until college. Yeah, so yeah, probably Halo. Uh, I I played. 2001. Yeah. So it would have been, been Halo. Freshman probably. year or something. Halo 2. Halo Halo 2 would have been. But. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe a Mario Kart double death. 
It was it was middle school was GameCube and Xbox. Started. Oh, yeah. It's making me feel making me feel old. Um, <laughs> I forgot you're a little bit older and I was born in I'd graduate high school in 04. I was born in 86. Yeah, you're I'm a couple years older. 2002 I graduated. Well, I didn't actually graduate. School was dumb, but <laughs> <laughs> That's another story. Schools for fools. Look at me. <laughs> That's right. Stay in school, kids. Um, <laughs> no, drop we... out. Be in movies. Be in <laughs> movies. That's right. I stayed until the end to play rugby. And and make cakes. Yes. That's right. Uh, but yeah, get going back a little bit, but early middle school, late primary school. What do you call normal school for kids? Elementary school. Elementary, primary school, we call it. Uh, it was Shining Force. It's the old um, Mega Drive game. Shining Force 2. Oh, okay. That's showing. That's, that was a great, great game. Don't listen to them, kids. Yeah, Vader's <laughs> being a bad influence on the podcast. <laughs> I don't think well, there's any kids to... up. There shouldn't be, anyway. Uh, Paradox is stated that his bum has always been famous. So <laughs> That sounds like something Paradox would say. And he says, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, where did we leave off? I forget now. Uh, in, in the title discussion? Yeah. Okay, so next up was... Uh, no Xbox Series X exclusives until one year after. Um, at, at least in terms of first-party games. Uh, and I wanted to take a little bit and just see how people feel about that. You think that's a good idea by Microsoft? Uh, put them behind in terms of console sales compared to five. What do you think? Hmm. You know, they usually have had those exclusives and like that really draws people in. You know, like, oh, I need to have the Xbox because I can only play it with this game. Uh, I don't know. I think that's perhaps a misstep. I, but. I think it's, you know, it's a very pro-consumer move. And I think um, everything since Phil Spencer has come on has been very pro-consumer to try to win people. Uh, they took a lot of flack for their initial plan for the Xbox One and PlayStation jumped way ahead. So for them to say, you know, Halo Infinite, it's going to come out on Xbox Series X and the Xbox One. If you want to buy the new one, you can, but we just want people to play the game. I don't know. I I, I could easily see it backfiring. I think it's a, a pro-consumer move, which I'm all for. It's just... Are they going to you know, lose ground that they can? It, it seems based on their strategy of uh, all their first-party games being cross-play with PC, um, mm. and now this, it seems they're much more concerned with game sales and getting people into the Xbox, you know, the word is, yeah, ecosystem. Yeah, ecosystem. Um, that seems to be their goal and they're not, they don't really care about hardware sales. It seems like margins on those. Usually they're not making much money on a console. Trying to sell. But at first right. they often make loss. Um, 
Yeah. I, I'm very cynical towards Xbox. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually liked some of the changes they made, as you say, with Phil Spencer. But I think since then, they are constantly just proving that they don't want to be in the console game. And that they just want people to buy their mini PCs. Um, <laughs> it did. I Gosh, the memes about the new Xbox was hilarious. All of it. Like, I mean, I saw one comparing it to a fridge. That hurt. That hurt. But, but I, I, I um, photoshopped to, to make it look like a fridge. <laughs> oh, I, have that, I have a picture of that somewhere. <laughs> um, I'm, oh, yeah, there you go. I can put it in our chat. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know. Like, I'm, we still don't know what the, the oh Xbox goodness. Series X means. Like, it, to be honest, to me, it seems like they want people, there's always going to be people who want the biggest and brightest. And that seems like what they're banking on right. is that people are going to, like, yeah, I can play it on all of these, these smaller consoles, but I want to play it. I want to play it on the best console. So they will be constantly upgrading. And, and I, that's like, that's how that's early adopters consumer. go. Yeah. That's you not know, that's, that's consumer. How... One, one thing I think is pretty, uh, um, one thing that is, is a good point that was pointed out is by Wormo, how they're trying to capitalize on Game Pass. Yeah. And going with what you're saying, Vader, about, you know, people wanting the biggest and the best. Um, I can definitely say that too. Early adopters, there's always those people, the enthusiasts who want just the biggest the best kind of like the rtx cards you know some people i don't like that but the there's not a lot of games that actually use ray tracing yeah. but there are some people who don't want that. the newest <laughs> there's some people who want the newest uh nvidia architecture which actually that that was me i have an rtx 2060 super but i actually don't play any ray traced games although i am excited for minecraft that's going to be fun being ray traced um but you know i do a lot of uh, i know minecraft ray trace right but i do a lot of photo work and video work and so having a um really beefy graphics card with cuda cores and all that stuff is really awesome so i went with what the newest architecture there could provide but i like wormo's point with the game pass you know if microsoft really is um trying to um kind of do with video games what apple has done with their technology in general in creating a gaming ecosystem that i think is actually a pretty forward-thinking move if they'll execute it well that's you know that's up to uh future uh, we'll only see what the future holds with that but i will say that in the time i spent playing game pass it's really kind of a lucrative idea at least for me personally because some of you might know about gamefly place where you can rent physical copies of games does that and... still exist it does still exist actually it's still oh. it's still running still exists um but game pass i mean when i've got tried to get some friends to sign up for i'm like think of it as you get to rent any game you want for like it depends on what you're doing five to fifteen dollars like and i mean for people who will play a game in like a month and then maybe never play it again and move on to something new and all of those games are within the Xbox ecosystem. That's actually a pretty good move, I think. I think that, um, yeah, Worm's got a good point there. And I'm curious to see if that's going to, they're going to go all in with that in the future there. And um, and then see if uh, PlayStation will follow up with their own uh, move for that kind of an ecosystem. Uh, mm. it's, it's smart, you know. Microsoft, 
I haven't felt like I'm, I mean, I'll admit I haven't done a ton of research on this, but um, I feel like Microsoft has definitely not matched Apple in the level of their ecosystem. I mean, I've had some fun conversations in the tech channel about how much I love AirDrop. Windows Phone, and, LOL. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I had Windows Phone, actually. I was like one of the Windows Phone users back in 2015. Um, but, but yeah, I love the Apple ecosystem when I'm using like AirDrop and moving things around, screen sharing. It's really awesome. So um, now I'm finding that Xbox is actually my preferred way to buy a game if I can only get it for a console because uh, like Forza Horizon, I can play that on PC or Xbox. And, you know, it's nice to be able to 21 by 9 ultra wide maxed out settings with my computer. But sometimes I just want to sit on the sofa and play on Xbox and it it goes back and forth. Save data goes back and forth. And um, it'd be interesting to see if PlayStation 4, Sony and all up with something like that as well yeah yeah at the same time i don't it is cool in a lot of ways i agree that that cross that multi-saving is really cool and you can play anywhere it's cool but the fact is i play consoles because i want to play console like <laughs> i don't want to play life, pc yeah. like i want to plug and play and i don't need the fluff and yeah and i think that's most people yeah i, I, yeah. I don't think I, you know it's maybe five percent of gamers game on console and pc i don't think the yeah. you know for a few of us that do it, it it's nice to have it um me i only play on pc i don't even know if my xbox works anymore i haven't turned <laughs> it on in like two years so like if, if it's not coming out on pc i'm not gonna play it uh, uh unless it's uh on the switch you know now i am playing some games on, on the switch um but Limmy had a, a good point earlier. He said um, they need to make the PC Game Pass catalog as good as the Xbox catalog. There's definitely a lot more games on Xbox. For now, um, the PC Game Pass is only half the price of console, so I, I I feel like they've got it about right. Like it's it's ten bucks for Xbox and five for PC. I'm guessing as they add more things, they will make it ten dollars on PC, but. Uh, like even just for the the you know first party exclusives, the five bucks a month is worth it. Um, to That's know, what get Halo right Reach, now. get Forza, Sea of Thieves. Um, you know, I I got Game Pass just for Forza and Sea of Thieves, and that's when it was ten bucks a month. Um, I I got the Xbox version. So mm-hmm. cool. Um, yeah. The funny thing about the year thing is usually in the first year of a new console, games are released on both platforms anyway. That's we saw true. that with PS4 and Xbox One. So it really is kind of a non-statement as well. That, so it's that's usually that true for third-party games. Um, so like, that's like, true. Like Destiny 1 came out uh, you know, shortly after the, the last console series, and it came out on both. Uh, 360 and Xbox One, PS3 and PS4. But first party titles are usually we got a new Halo or we got a new um, Gran Turismo or or whatever first party title and that's what they try to use to get you to buy the new console. That's true. Yeah, fair Th- enough. This they're treating, it, it seems almost like they're treating it like PC hardware. You know, we're releasing new yeah. hardware. If you want to buy it, 
to play at the max settings and, and get all the best graphics you can, or you can, you know, play it on 1080p or 900p 30 FPS on the, the old version of the console at, you know, low graphics. You can still buy the game and play it though. So it, it, yeah, we'll see. There's a slight difference. You're right. Um, just have to have some first party games released though. Right. Right. So there, (laughs) there's a new halo coming out, uh, this year there's Forza Motorsport eight coming out this year. And there's a new Microsoft flight simulator coming out this year, which I'm, I'm pretty excited for. It actually looks really cool. Um, one thing that PlayStation is doing that might be a bit of a response. These are just rumors. Um, but supposedly, uh, there's talks of horizon zero dawn releasing on PC. Uh, and last of us two, there were job listings for, um, developers for the game who had, uh, experience with NVIDIA CUDA, um, which, you know, wouldn't apply to any current or next gen console. Um, and so there, there are rumors that last of us two may be on PC as well. So this may be a thing where, um, Sony sees Microsoft is selling all their games on PC. They're, you know, getting this extra audience of people to buy their games that they're not available to. So they may do something similar where, where they uh, start releasing some of their exclusives on PC, which would be really cool. Cause you know, I don't have a, a PS4. I don't plan on buying a PS5 just to play the one, you know, good exclusive game that comes out each year that I'm interested in. And then there's me who bought an Xbox. <laughs> Thank you for that I song, that. G I Elite. That. Yeah, totally. Hey, G Elite. Thanks, man. Yeah, hey, Well, awesome. I bought the I wanted the Xbox One for um, Scalebound, which where is it gone? <laughs> Never came out. <laughs> and that's why you don't pre-order. <laughs> well, I didn't pre-order the, well, you the bought, game. Yeah. I just bought the Xbox. <laughs> Well, oh, that's that. that's unfortunate. But you but you can use it to play Sea of Thieves, Vader. I have sold it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Darian, thank you for that sub. Ah, awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, when uh, Horizon Zero Dawn is coming to PC, is that right? There's rumors. There's rumors. rumors yeah. yeah. If it is, we'll we'll do a giveaway, Paradox, don't worry. Paradox yeah, wants that. I am I am CD. so excited for just the fact that a second one is a second one confirmed. It's just rumored it's coming to PC. Yeah. Okay, because right. if it's if the if there's a confirmed sequel, I am hyped like crazy. I love HCD. In fact, that game Damn. may actually have the best sci-fi story I've ever heard. Like I, I'm, I'm wrestling with that because I love Star Wars a lot. But and it's in there is that whole argument. Star Wars is actually space opera, but I digress. Um, that story just blew my mind wide open. Like, jaw dropped. I haven't like, finished it. I haven't finished okay, it yet. I'm going to stop you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to spoil it for you. I will just say that, yeah, that I, I finished that game, and I just wanted more. <laughs> I was like, this Good is game. the best story, sci-fi story I've ever heard. So, yeah, it was, I wish it was a movie. Of course, it wouldn't be as good, but yeah, <laughs> like I can do yeah. So... Cool. TV series, Netflix special. 
All right. <laughs> so uh, other things coming this year. Um, we got an announcement that there will be a new 2D Metroid game and a new Paper Mario game this year. Um, so a- a- anybody interested in those Metroid or Paper Mario fans in here? I have a slight fan. Before we get into that really quick, I just want to dismiss myself. I want to dismiss myself. He was waking up coughing. So are, are you are you hanging up? Uh yeah, I'm gonna get him back into his own Can, bed. Could could <laughs> you just mute and not hang up so it doesn't yep. screw up all the overlays? You got it. <laughs> Fun guys. Cool. All right, uh, thanks, Ghost. Yeah, I am very excited to hear that there's gonna be another 2D Metroid and another Paper Mario coming back and especially after reading too that the Paper Mario is probably going to be a return to form for the RPG style that they had with the first and the second one. Uh, massive fan of the Thousand Year Door. In fact, that question earlier about what would go to game in like middle school would probably be a tie between Paper Mario, Thousand Year Door, and Wind Waker. Mm-hmm. Thousand Year Door was amazing. That was such a good Paper Mario game. The humor was incredible. The RPG elements were enough to interest fans of the genre but tame enough that it was accessible to pretty much anyone and i think it's going to be really awesome and it'll be sweet to have it on the switch too uh any word as to what platform the metroid game's going to be on if they're going to do another ds release or i'm assuming I, it's going to be for the switch i assume switch, switch. i didn't i didn't look i think that they stopped DS for is, the ds now i think ds is uh getting phased out well and i heard too with this that the 2D Metroid, there's rumors to be a fusion sequel. And if it's going to be a fusion sequel, I am extremely hyped about that. Because, uh, you know, okay, I, I get hyped a lot. I'll admit it. I get hyped, guys. <laughs> I get really excited about um, And uh But yeah, that uh, Metroid Fusion on the Game Boy Advance, a lot of people criticized it because it wasn't um, a traditional Metroid in the sense that it wasn't super open world. It was actually a pretty linear story. And um, and even though you had all the classic upgrades and the classic, you know, uh, horror themes. And actually, of the Metroid games I've played, I only haven't played Metroid 2 and Prime Hunters. Other than that, I've played the whole canon series. Um, Fusion was one of the scariest. I think, like, it ties with Echoes for me. Like, at least when I was a kid. Um, Fusion, had, Fusion was really good when you were a kid about using, like, music and suspense and... The positioning to like create all that fear and stress when you're running away from the main antagonist of the game and um it, it kind of it really felt like a lot like the influences from alien and things like that where you, you know you can't fight it you just have to run super terrifying and to have a remake or not remake a sequel um, i'm really hoping that this time they can keep the story going because there was a really good story with it even though it wasn't classic metroid um, but they do introduce a bit more open world elements to it because that is one of the hallmarks of the Metroid series and Metroidvania in general. That's where the term comes from. Um, but how about you guys? Have you guys played much Metroid? I know you played Prime being, uh, Bling, but that's yeah, that that's all I played. Uh, yeah, the original Metroid Prime on the GameCube. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all. When the new Metroid Prime comes out on Switch, I'll probably get that. But the the 2D Metroidvania games are a little uh, overwhelming for me. 
And that's actually uh, reminded me of a point I um, wanted to point out is um, I think that it's really smart that Nintendo is going to be coming out with a 2D Metroid uh, for the Switch because uh, yeah, if they're going for that, that's really going to help the Metroid fans uh, whet their appetite, curb the tide for um, the the Prime delay because they're apparently you know they had to completely start over with Prime right. Four, which for me as a longtime fan of the series and loving the Prime trilogy, um, I'm okay with it. It really stinks, but I'm okay with it because if it's going to be anything less than what Retro Studios offered, like it's just going to be it's just going to be weird. Retro just yeah. just nailed it in yeah. the trilogy, so uh, the 2D is going to be awesome, uh, especially since from what I've seen a lot in the Metroid community, a lot of people really like the 2D um, compared to the 3D. Even though hmm. most would agree that Prime is incredible, uh, I think Other M left a bad taste in some people's mouths with 3D. So people are appreciating a return to 2D with the uh, Metroid 2 remake that came out for the DS. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to whatever it is, whether it's a fusion uh, sequel or something completely new in Samus's chapter. Uh, that's a very smart move for them. That's a very smart move, um, especially if that comes out this year. Cool. Uh, what else we got? Oh, we don't have ghost here for this. Um, RuneScape reached a record peak of 1.1 million paid subscribers last year, which is crazy that a game that old hit its, you know, top ever subscriber base. Uh, shout out to all those RuneScapers out there. Um, okay, what else we got? Ubisoft revamps editorial team to make its games more unique. Uh, good. You should do that. Um, at RIP Total Biscuit, he used to always talk about Ubisoft games as Ubisoft the game um, because they're all just, you go to a new area, you figure out how to unlock the new map, you have all the the new, or you find all the checkpoints, things to do. It's the same five different missions as the last uh, area and you do those and then you get a cut scene and then you go to the next area and do the same thing over and over. Yep. So uh, Assassin's Creed, Far Cry, uh, Watch Dogs, um, they're all interesting games and they're decent games. They're just all very, very similar. Uh, and each iteration is very similar from the previous one. So, um, yeah, I, I would love to see more uniqueness in their games. I think they've got some, some interesting, uh, you know, ideas and, and some fun gameplay, but it definitely gets repetitive. So I haven't, yeah. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't played great series myself, but I, I will admit that, you know, the pattern that there was for a while, at least, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the pattern of a game every year yeah, would make that kind of difficult to yeah. introduce some variety into it. So. And they, they pulled back on that, but then they essentially, so they stopped releasing Assassin's Creed every year. Um, but, uh, what, what was the recent one that came out? Um, Odyssey. Ghost Recon. Odyssey. Oh, sorry. Uh, so Ghost Recon, they released a sequel that was 
basically a reskin of the old one and introduced very little new and everyone hated it. It didn't sell well. And they're like, Oh, well, uh, people didn't like our cash grab game release. Maybe we should try to do better. So good job gamers vote with your wallets. If you don't buy the game, they'll be forced to make a better game. So, uh, yeah. Um, other news thing recently, the, uh, 5600 XT from AMD GPU released and NVIDIA responded, uh, with the 2060 KO or, or was it 2060? That one is basically a rebrand of the regular 2060. Um, performance is very similar, but, uh, 5600 XT looks really good. If you don't care about, you know, doing some testing with, uh, ray tracing and the five games that it works for, um, the 5600 XT in most benchmarks that I've seen is right on par with the 2060 or a little better and it's $20 cheaper. So, um, yeah, always good to see more competition. Hopefully we can get an AMD card that competes at the top end with like the 2070 super 2080, 2080 TI. Um, cause Nvidia really just has a corner on the, the market up there. Um, and if AMD can release something good, NVIDIA will be forced to release something better or drop their prices. So, but yeah, always good to see competition. Um, anybody uh, have, we... have something else they want to talk about? Well, so, just a comment on the AMD thing. Um, I wish I knew, oh, I knew how, but like I was good at animating GIFs because I feel like right yeah. now AMD is that scene in Infinity War where like, um, the Avengers are AMD and all of the aliens or whatnot are NVIDIA and they're all like duking it out. It's back and forth. And then Thor just comes out of nowhere with his lightning hammer. And that lightning hammer is like the 5700 Ryzen 3rd series. And it's just flying around destroying Intel and NVIDIA and just absolutely clearing the floor. And yeah. um, I, I wish I could... In fact, if all you talented gift makers and LDSG, someone make a gif of that scene where like Ryzen third gen and Radeon 5700 is the hammer. And then the aliens like because that would make my day. Um, They're doing a very good job at that. And being a slight NVIDIA fanboy, I I do like NVIDIA. um, I cannot deny that the price to performance ratio of the Radeon cards is incredible. And the AMD CPUs, even second gen, is really good. Um, I don't know if they always surpass Intel in every way. Um, I haven't that deep into the research on that, but for sure, third gen is just like I, I just I just feel like AMD's. It's like he's like they're like chicken with Intel and Nvidia. They're just like, all right, you got this. How about this? And they just like keep just just egging them on. Like, how far are you willing to go? Because guess what? We made something awesome and it's cheaper. Yeah. People want it. And and they're like they're busting up this monopoly. It's it's turning into a duopoly. I mean, it's not that much better, but right. I'm really liking the competition and the variability that's going. Yeah, Wormo, really I, I I'm in the same boat. Uh I have yeah. a G Sync monitor, so I have to, I'm kind of stuck with NVIDIA unless I wanna get a new I, I mean I could use an AMD graphics card, I just wouldn't have the G-Sync functionality. 
Um, so I'm kind of locked in. Now I want AMD to release something that competes with the NVIDIA GPUs that I want to use because then NVIDIA will have to drop their prices or release something better. Um, but yeah, CUDA, uh, depending on what applications you're running, you may need CUDA um, or that. Case, yeah. But um, yeah, it, and as far as the CPU end goes, unless you're building a 100% gaming PC uh, and you're, you're like price range works with an i7 or an i9 there's no reason to buy intel um amd just the the gaming performance is better um in every other category and then if it's i7 or i9 it's you know within five percent now in the 3000 series uh if you're playing at a resolution above 1080p it's maybe one percent um better on intel uh, and so really it, AMD is just kicking Intel's butts right now. They're stealing a lot of market share. Um, we'll see what Intel comes out with cause they, they need to respond. Uh, they, they've dropped their prices a little bit, but, um, yeah, AMD is just kicking Intel's butts and then Nvidia, um, it, it's good to see they're getting some competition, uh, cause AMD was, was behind in both categories for a really long time. Um, and their CPUs were terrible for a really long time, but, uh, they've, they've come a long way in, in the last few years. Yeah. When I was first building my PC for video, I was, you know, I was trying to compare the CPUs. I totally just straight to Intel cause of the same thing, you know, with, uh, the history of their CPUs not being super great, but I was pleasantly surprised to find out, you know, second gen, which was in my range at the time. Um, was so good and um it is awesome that they've really stepped up their game and um yeah so i i'm, I'm there with bling too if i mean using a 2700x right now um i am at a point where i have to remember when i'm on other people's computers to not open so many applications when i'm like trying to help stuff because i was yeah. trying to help my brother-in-law and um i think he has like like a 1600 Ryzen 1600, which isn't bad, mm-hmm. um, but it's like uh, 1600, uh, 16 gigs of RAM, and so like I'm trying to help with all this stuff, and then he's like, "The PC froze." I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's right." So like, <laughs> you know, not not. Quite. I get a ton of power out of it. I can have like Photoshop or a Premiere Pro in the background, and um, one thing I love to do for the um, my little plug for the ryzen series is um i was playing uh destiny and um i was making a 1080p gif in the background with photoshop and i still stayed at my monitor's refresh rate which was running at like ultra settings or something i'm like this is this is insane i have photoshop making a 1080p gif 30 seconds long just for the heck of it and my game's still running fine so yeah, I might not be able to put out as high frames like Bling is saying, you know, with Intel, you can get that extra performance if you're just going full on gaming. My goodness, the multitasking yep. productivity is insane. Yeah, it's insane and, uh, what they can do. Yeah, I, I was really happy with my 2700X. The only reason I upgraded to the 3900X was just for streaming. Um, 
you know, I, I do get slightly better gaming performance now. It's like an extra maybe 10 FPS. Um, but for streaming, because I stream, I, I game at 3440 by 1440, and then I need to downscale that into a 1080p frame. So to do that in real time um, and run the game and run the stream, I I couldn't run a stream at 1080p 60 FPS for more intensive games. Um, but now I, I'm able to do that and at a you know higher quality preset. So uh, it, it's been a really good upgrade. Um, yeah, cool. Uh, chat, any anything else you guys are looking forward to in 2020? Any games you're you're excited for this year? Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah, Elden that Ring looks cool. Software game. The Final Fantasy uh, the- VII remake looks really cool because I, I didn't play it originally, um, but the new one seems more a style of game I, I would enjoy playing. So I, I may I may give it a shot. It's every time that music doesn't do much for me, but every time I hear the Final Fantasy music kick in, it, it makes me tingle. I'm excited. I, it's been delayed as well. It got delayed. Oh, it did. It got a month delay. Is it is, is it still this year? Yeah, yeah. So it's just what? from from March to April. Lots of games have gotten delays. Um, Cyberpunk got delayed. Dying Light Two. Dying Light Two got delayed. Is um, it Dying Light Two indefinitely delayed? Is what I saw that it was basically dead. No, no. They they just said um, they're delaying it. Uh, I I don't think it. I, they may not have released a new, um, release date. But I I don't think it's canceled. What well, they didn't say canceled, but what I saw was indefinitely. There's no there's no I, time frame off oh, the release. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. I don't know if that's like a they're starting over kind of thing or or what. But um, it was interesting so, with with Cyberpunk. There were lots of reports about they're basically going to be in crunch. From now until it releases later this year, this is going to be the worst year ever. Yeah, <laughs> and and there have been other developers that are like, "Well, we're delaying this so we don't have to crunch." I, I know the the latest Destiny expansion. They've said we're going to delay it so that we don't have to go into crunch, and people were upset. But it's like sometimes these guys are working like fifteen, eighteen hours a day. Uh, all week and they're working weekends and if that's going on for like months at a time that is so not healthy <laughs> yeah it's not uh, good anthem will finally be released out of beta is anthem still a thing it is the anthem channel and ldsg is actually wow people are saying that they still play it and they still love it and um, there's some rumors that there's going to be a big update for it Yes, Def- come out and definitely s- not. Come out and said that they're going no. to be basically rebuilding the game and like kind of relaunching oh. it. Well, that'd be good. I, I'm not. I'm not singing bare naked ladies on this stream. I, I'll do another Twitch thing stream sometime. <laughs> League esports. <laughs> uh, okay. But, um, yeah, in general, delays are a good thing. There's, I like, agree. It sucks that we don't get to play them, but I'd rather a studio release a game that's good rather than a game that's released. <laughs> yep, I agree. 
and anthem's probably a case of that it probably could have been delayed for a year and it would have been the game all the better for it are they working and on a all- new killer instinct zaruma no i think i think people were just hoping that'd be interesting um but, i'm excited also- for i'm excited for halo infinite i'm actually probably most excited for uh halo 2 and halo 3 coming to master chief collection on pc those are my two halos that i played the most of um so I'm, I'm excited to play those again uh played halo 2 anniversary on pc with those updated graphics and uh mouse and keyboard it'd be a lot of fun yep. It's a big year. The start of the year has been kind of slowed down with a bunch of delays. It was going yeah. to be a real packed first quarter, but now it's spread out. Uh, that's also rumored why Final Fantasy VII shifted to avoid some of the busy period, but it's not busy anymore. <laughs> I feel like once Final delayed. Fantasy releases, that will make its own busy period. I mean, haven't people been wanting this forever? I am. I would imagine. Oh, it's no. huge. They could release it whenever they want, Ghost and broke everyone would drop what they're doing. <laughs> I agree. Oh, oh no! Ugh. Oh well. well we were just wrapping up anyway. <laughs> well, um, if I can throw out my quick plug. I'm really yeah, let, let's do our let's do our plugs quickly. Our four, yeah, two so, boxes. Yeah, so I'm really excited for Forza Motorsport Eight. That's my game I'm looking forward to most. Hopefully, they fix some of the wacky stuff with Forza Seven. Uh, looks great, but would love a more return to form uh, from the series with new elements as well, though. And um, also uh, Forza Horizon 4. If you guys haven't played it yet, um, fantastic game. And the new Eliminator mode is really fun, especially for those of you uh, Fortnite or PUBG, uh, Battle Royale genre lovers. Uh, it's actually... I didn't think that you could have a Battle Royale mode with racing. Uh, I didn't even know I wanted that. But I do, and I love it. It's it really, really great. I I highly recommend it. Go grab Game Pass or something. Try it out if you want. Yeah, um, ten out of ten would recommend. Yeah, I I've been wondering about that if I should try it out. It seems pretty cool. Um, okay. but yeah, I haven't tried it yet. We we need to get an LDSG Forza night going. That'd be so fun. Yeah, I I, I play with my brother in law pretty pretty regularly at least like once or twice a week i'll i'll be playing it so um forza is like that's like my game lately i i love racing games so i would love to do that sometime i did find out though bling i know you're asking about it yeah. you can't party up like some battle royales allow it is um you have to do it on your own um but the games usually last i think like 15 can you do minutes. a custom one uh i haven't looked I haven't looked to That'd see be if, cool you can do if we a could one. if we could do like you know, if we get ten or fifteen LDSG people, just drop into a a game, a custom game with just our own set. Yeah, I'll, I can look and see if you can do something like that, at yeah. least with the playground games or something. Be but cool. uh, I do know default, at least when you drive up to the event, it doesn't. But it's very fun, and it's only seventy-five people, so yeah, instead of a hundred. Uh, Vader, do you have a plug for the week? Um, me, <laughs> uh, I'm being selfish and gonna plug myself. Good. Um, something me and my son have been have been lucky enough to have opportunity to review PC hardware 
and we are no tech guys like these two, like talking hardcore, these stuff I'd know they were on about before. <laughs> <laughs> but so it's it's a lot more tame, but we've been basically unboxing cool laptops and kind of running them through some simple benchmarks and just talking about how they feel to use. And so real simple kind of unboxing reviews. Um, and so it's been a lot of fun. So if you're interested in that, check out our YouTube channel. Uh, it's just Vader Van Oden. Yeah, really good stuff on there. Definitely check them out. Um, um, for me, yeah. uh, we've had a couple of people ask about the TV back here. Um, so this plays in the background of all my streams. It's mostly like N64 game intros, uh, menu screens. If you've seen some weird videos in there, those are from subscribers to my Twitch channel. So for anyone that subscribes to my channel, you can send me a YouTube link if it's under, you know, three minutes or so and appropriate to play on this, I'll add it to my <laughs> playlist. Uh, so the weird video of like link and Ganon dancing and stuff, uh, that was from my wife who subscribed to my channel a couple times. <laughs> um, there's a weird Pikachu video that's from Durka. Uh, but yeah, I, I probably have, you know, six or seven weird videos that are not in 64 intros that are in there. So, uh, if you want to see this more, come watch me on Twitch. I usually stream Tuesday and Friday nights. Um, Martin underscore Luther underscore bling. Uh, and if you want to add a video, you can subscribe if you feel like it. Um, so, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I think that's it. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us tonight. Thanks for all those subs uh, on the stream. And... Um, We'll do another podcast soon, hopefully. And yeah, see you all another time. Bye, everybody. Peace.